Hi, I'm Darren Wright. And I'm Tim Beadle. Welcome to Disciple Making. Hi, friends. Welcome to another edition of Disciple Making. Uh, I'm Tim Beadle. We're here with my friend Darren Ride, and, and Darren, Darren's going to lead us down a digital path towards uh, what it means to engage people uh, to become disciples, disciple making, uh, in terms of the digital pathway that could be out there and resources. So, uh, this is probably more of your expertise than mine, Darren. So, uh, why don't you take it away and we'll see where we end up? Sure. And yeah, I do want to talk about the digital side of things in terms of disciple making, evangelism, and all of that. But before we go there, I want to float something by you, Tim, that I've come across. Uh, I do spend a lot of time online listening to podcasts and things like that. And I'd never heard this idea before a few weeks ago. Someone actually commented uh, on Facebook on one of my posts. And I saw it again on on a blog post about disciple making. Somebody else posted the same thing. And here's the idea. That the Great Commission, as we have it in Matthew 28, to go and make disciples, was given to the 11 apostles. Okay. That, the, that the command to make disciples is for apostles, hmm. not for general believers. And apostles are the ones who make disciples. You've got to have this special gifting. You've got to be one of these special called ones, you know, miracles and everything else to make disciples. And it's really not, not up to us. We're witnesses, but we really can't make disciples. So I'd never heard this before, but obviously it's out there. And I want to just throw it into your lap and see, Tim, how do you react to that idea? Yeah, well, first of all, I'll say I've, I've never heard of that either. Um, two things immediately come to my mind. The first one is uh, a bit of a cop-out. People are looking for an excuse to not be disciple makers. <laughs> uh, but secondly, if if it were to be true, then where, where did this uh, specific focus for the apostles... Uh, where did that stop happening? Because the early church, the evidence and testimony of the early church, that it wasn't just the apostles, it was everyone. But if the apostles were gifted and trusted with this command and commission, mm-hmm. where did we go wrong to the point that today when we look at the local church, uh, it's a foreign concept, at least in a practical application in the lives of most church pastors and leaders. So those are my Initial thoughts. Um, uh, back yeah, to you. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I I did. You know, I'd never heard it before, so I didn't want to be. You know, my knee jerk reaction, of course, was this is a crazy idea. But I gave it some thought. You know, in context, is talking to the eleven. Uh, but what it requires to believe that it really requires slicing and dicing all that it means to be a Christian into little compartments. Yeah. With this one compartment for the apostles, and uh, and the fact is. Being a witness, preaching the gospel, representing Jesus, being salt and light, all of that is part of making True. disciples. Yeah. And so I just want to challenge anyone who wants to pass the buck when it comes to making disciples. Uh, no, it, it's clearly a sign to us um, you know, to, be, to be involved in reproducing ourselves, reproducing the faith. And, uh, and carrying that out. So that brings us to this whole digital side of things where, you know, the whole digital side of church life has been amped up this past year because of COVID. And that's, uh, you know, led to many interesting lessons and experiments. And some churches did very little. Some churches did nothing. I just heard a report the other day of a church in a small town 
that worked really hard with their digital, you know, in terms of just maintaining contact with people, producing, you know, you know, probably about five pieces of content a week. And as things are opening up to physical now, uh, they're seeing the return of that, that uh, they actually have new people showing up in their church because of that. And other churches that did nothing are suffering that way. Now we know that showing up in church isn't the sum total of making disciples. My point is that people are online. I just heard a quote this morning that if you're in ministry today, you are in online ministry because that's where people are at. They sure are. And here we are creating podcasts as well. Uh, But yeah, I I heard the Barna research say uh, uh, approximately 22% of people post-COVID will never, never come back to church and identify with a local church family. So they're getting their fix somewhere else. And obviously it's through online services and podcasts and things like that. Yeah. Now, now the problem was that our our basic mission pre-COVID in a lot of cases, and people are admitting it freely. Like I hear this admitted all the time. The basic mission people had before was getting people to come to church. Yeah, come to. That was that was kind of like the goal. You know, invite your friends to church, bring your friends to church, reach your friends by bringing them to church. And that wasn't leading to much disciple making. And, and what's happening now is people are both evaluating the effectiveness of what they were doing uh, in light of general ministry, but also in terms of disciple making. And this is a great opportunity to say, what does it actually take to make a disciple? And how do we do that online or offline? You know, and I, I think of what, you know, digital is good for. Digital is a very efficient way of communicating content. That's right. Audio, video, text, all kinds of ways. And disciple making includes obviously transmission of content, but it's more than that. I think um, most people now are more familiar because of COVID. Uh, they, they've had to adapt their their learning style and their comfort level, like were you on Zoom much before uh, COVID? Only yeah. No, exactly. But now it's you don't even think about it, and 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 there's so many other platforms, and you know YouTube videos and all that. Uh, I think historically, the, the, those um, in the older ages haven't gone and meddled, as it were, with technology just because they were so used to the old-fashioned way. We'll go to church and we'll do that, but. Now that 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 model's been blown out of the water. I, I think it's important that we congregate when we can, but uh there's one demographic in the church. Uh, it's the ones who have teenagers. So they don't need the church for Sunday school. Uh, and their teens they might be able to drive themselves. They, they want to hang out with all their friends, but they do things socially and all that. And if the couple, you know, sort of in their mid-40s have a good uh, life group, care group, cell group, whatever you want to call it, to meet their fellowship and ministry needs. They're saying, I, we don't need to go back to the building for worship anymore. Yeah, we'll watch it online, but 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 that's not what we need anymore. And so that that that's really really ruffled a few feathers in terms of those who are trying to just rebuild what we had before, Darren. Oh, well, yeah. And I think if we rebuild, whatever we rebuild needs to be built around the, the call and the purpose of making disciples. And, and you know, digital can help with that a lot. Yeah. Digital is great for content. Digital, contrary to what my generation thought and maybe still thinks, can be very relational. I mean, yeah. to, to pretend that relationship doesn't happen online is missing the point completely. I mean, relationship happens online. There's no question about it. Uh, Training can happen online. Teaching can happen online. Uh, 
the, I think a lot of what we do in terms of disciple making can happen online. Uh, I, I will probably always hold out that there needs to be a physical component. Uh, you know, it's God can work through the, you know, through, through, through digital. We know that alpha alpha ministries is seeing yep. a lot of people reached online, you know? Um, so I, I want to make sure that we do not minimize what can happen online, but I know for me and what I'm doing with our, our 12 church ministry that we still haven't, we have a big online component, but we have an offline component as well, where we get together every week, not in a big worship service, but we get together every week and we talk and we pray and we encourage each other. And I think that's critical when it comes to disciple making because modeling, there's something about being face to face with someone that really does transmit, I think, uh, example, life of Christ and, and just nuance in what it means to follow Jesus even better than digital can. I don't think it's either or. You know, sometimes it has to be either or, but it can be both and. Uh, but it just amplifies. I don't know if we mentioned before on a podcast, but you know, Darren and I have been doing these podcasts. Darren and I have never met physically in person. <laughs> we haven't. Uh, but boy, if we ever did, I think it'd be a really comfortable and a good friendship that we've developed and because there's a common passion and, you know, we check out each other's posts on Facebook and, uh, Darren is much more of an outdoors man than I am. But, uh, hey, uh, things can happen. Hey, some of you out there today went on eHarmony and yeah, you met your, your spouse just by doing something digitally because of a need in your life. And I think that's part of it, Darren. Mm. People do things based on need. And uh, because of what's happened with COVID, the need has never been greater for the church. And I, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Alvin Toffler said, you know, the illiterate of the 21st century won't be those who can't read or write. They'll be those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. I think what you're, you're bringing before us today is part of this relearning uh, discipline that, that we have to engage in so that we don't get left behind. Yeah. And again, I think it's it's important not just to flip the tool, like not just to flip the the meeting place from physical to digital and do the same thing. I think what we need to do is understand the core components of disciple making. Yeah. And make sure that they're happening, whether we're physical or digital. I think, you know, I would I would go so far as to say that, you know, making a disciple, working with people and developing them and growing them could probably happen 100 percent online. It could. But each individual disciple needs to have an offline aspect to their life as well, where they're actually, you know, living this out in some measure. And I mean, that may sound stupid 10 years from now when everybody's just kind of hooked up permanently sitting in front of a screen or, you know, virtual reality or something else. Uh, But I think, again, my generation is still learning how much can happen digitally and how relational it can be. And there are some meetings now that I would, you know, regularly have participated in that uh, required some travel. And it makes a lot more sense now to do it digital. Yeah, it sure it's does. Saving of time and energy. And the meeting can just be as effective, the transmission of information. So I think we need to be careful about writing off digital too quickly when it comes to disciple making. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm continuing to develop a discipling relationship with a, a good friend. He's like a young brother to me. His name's Charlie. Came to the Lord just a couple of years ago. He used to live in my basement for years. They moved away, and then after that, we reconnected, and uh, he found the Lord. He Now he lives in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. <laughs> and uh, our relationship hasn't changed before because we can still keep in touch. We still talk with the Lord. Uh, we can watch uh, 
live services together online. And, um, you know, because the relationship has little to do with personal proximity, but everything to do with relational connectedness. And I think that's part of the role of the Holy Spirit. We, we never really thought the Holy Spirit would be digitally um, uh, nimble in terms of bringing us together digitally. But I think the, the Holy Spirit brings people together digitally. That's part of his drawing purpose of bringing people to Christ. He will use any device or technology to accomplish his work to bring people towards Jesus. Oh, absolutely. 100%. You know, you know, both my kids met their spouses online and they have great relationships now. And I know that when, you know, when texting started, which my kids were in their teen years, that when texting started, we actually, I think it enhanced and strengthened our communication. Yeah. It actually strengthened our relationship. And so, uh, again, I don't have a lot to say. I'm not going to get into technicalities and everything else here. That's not what this is about. But I just want to flag the fact that we need to A, be clear what it means to make a disciple. What's a disciple? How do we make a disciple? How can we leverage what's going on online? Not to quickly write it off. Not just try to reproduce what we were doing before COVID online because that wasn't actually making disciples. Right. But let's purposefully engage wherever we are uh, under the mission of Jesus. You know, building relationships, call it, following Jesus, calling people to follow, and you know, be an example online and offline. Yeah, you know, technology doesn't have any morals attached to it. We are, it's like money. Neither does money. We we attach our own morality to money and also technology. So I think technology can be a wonderful tool. It may mean that you need to upgrade your skills. And it's not hard to do. Like you just go on YouTube. There, there There's YouTube videos for everything uh, under the sun. And so... You can't say, well, I don't know how to do that, so therefore I'm not going to attempt it. And, and perhaps I believe this next generation, uh, my generation probably needs to be mentored by the two generations younger than me. Mm-hmm. And they have no problem getting on this and that. And it was kind of funny. I was uh, leading an ordination uh, service on Sunday, and I printed out some some paper uh, order of services. And I went up to to the youth pastor, and I said, here, can you, can you give this to your wife? Because she was going to sing a solo, and he started laughing. He says, "What's this? Like a piece of paper? We we don't we don't use that anymore." He says, "It's all on my phone," <laughs> and uh, I I just chuckled along. But but it was a bit of a aha moment that we have to keep up with the times, and uh, I think that's one of the challenges that can keep us fresh. Is that the the, the message of Jesus, of uh, his call to us and his example to us of how to make disciples. Uh, it can happen so many different ways. And if there's a new way, like Paul says, uh, you know, to the Romans, I became a Roman, as it were. Uh, to mm-hmm. those who tech savvy, uh, we can wade in there as well and uh, to just come in and ask questions. Uh, but it's the actual gospel message of Jesus that 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 is a, a, is a leveling ground for everyone. Oh, it doesn't yeah. matter how good you are online or digitally speaking. When you start talking about uh, the, the truth of God and his word, all of a sudden, we're, we're talking the same language. Would you agree with that, Darren? <laughs> oh, absolutely, 100%. You know, you, you mentioned YouTube, and, and one of my convictions is that a lot of, a lot of what uh, we do in the church could be reproduced with a really good YouTube channel, because there's YouTube channels I watch on all kinds of topics that every video that comes out, I will watch it. And, you know, people are not really willing to sit down a lot of times and watch an hour, hour and a half video, no. but they'll watch... 10, 10 minute videos. Yeah, they will. <laughs> you know, and it's a great way. It changes the way we communicate. In fact, 
I mean, you look at the Sermon on the Mount, which is a pretty long piece of teaching in the Bible, and it really yeah. is not that long. But most of the parables and things are very short. Yeah. And, and Jesus taught in short, bite-sized chunks. It's an effective way of communicating. And I think a, a model that churches need to look at, and even disciple-making in general, is the model of a really good YouTube channel, because community is built that way. Yeah. And I would also say, Tim, uh, just one resource I've come across several years ago now is a website called everystudent.com. And it has a sister site called everyperson.com. And basically it's put out, it's a site, it's from Crew, uh, Camps Crusade, used to be Camps Crusade. It's evangelistic and they use you know paid advertising to promote this site. And they're seeing thousands and thousands of people come to faith through this. Wow. And they have email teaching series. They link people up with people to communicate with in different languages and places. Churches have been started through that website and the email series that have flowed through. And so when you see that happening, I think uh, we need to be careful that as we think about the restrictions of, of digital media, that we don't turn into restrictions on the spirit yeah. because the spirit works beyond and through these things. And I think we just need to make sure we're pressing forward, that we keep uh, open mind, that we're learning, that we're curious, and that we take every opportunity and say, you know, how can this be leveraged for the cause of Christ? Yeah. Okay. And this is media. This is a media form, and we need to make sure we plug in. Okay. So if, if you're, let me be, I don't like saying the word devil, but the devil's advocate here. If I'm someone who hasn't got into digital stuff, although you're listening to a podcast right now, uh, what would be the three things to get people started? Uh, would it be to go to like everyperson.com or what, what are some simple practices that, that people can sort of uh, explore and experiment with them to, to get them a little more proficient in feeling comfortable with digital? Yeah, I would say prior to that, if you're already actively engaged in, in reaching people and making disciples where you are and what you're doing, carry on. Don't feel that you need to go digital. You might be working and living in a demographic that doesn't require that. Go for it. Just make sure you're doing it. If it's new, if you want to grow in the area, I mean, you may, I mentioned this every student, that'd be a great place to go sign up and see what they're actually doing online and learn from that. I would also, I would really flag YouTube. I didn't pay attention to YouTube for years and I was in internet marketing. I did Facebook ads and Google ads and, you know, search engine optimization and websites and all kinds of things. I didn't pay attention to YouTube. But YouTube has shown that it's got longevity and the content on YouTube, unlike Facebook and, and Twitter and, and TikTok kind of stays around forever. It's, it's, it's more um, evergreen. And so there's videos on YouTube that came out 10 years ago that still got thousands of views yeah. a month. Yeah. And so YouTube is a place to spend it. YouTube is a search engine. It's a place where people go to find out how to. That's right. And if there's a how to, when it comes to spirituality, <laughs> We should probably have a YouTube video about that. And a lot of people do, and they're seeing people change through it. Yeah. And also, I would say that you can spend hours and hours digital, uh, digitally uh, involved in all kinds of things, but it's not a replacement for reading God's Word. <laughs> you, gotta, you, know, you can read the, the Word of God digitally, but um, don't get caught up in the performance elements or the professionalism or, oh, I could never do that as a replacement for simply being a follower of Jesus and then exploring what that might look like in terms of a digital platform yeah. or, or website and things like that. Yeah. Well, um, let me, let me, let me land with this thought, Tim. Sunday services in church buildings 
properly understood, are a means to an end. They are not the end. That's right. That's Likewise, right. digital platforms and resources are a means. They are not the end. They're a means of introducing people to the Lord and calling them to follow. And they're neutral. And so they can be used to that end. So I just make sure that we don't confuse, confuse form and function. That's right. And that we focus on the purpose of making disciples, leveraging the opportunities that are in front of us. That's really all I have to say about that. Well, Jesus said he was the well, he was the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And we have come to an end of another podcast. Uh, maybe a little different one, sort of looking at things uh, digitally. If there's ever a topic you want us to discuss uh, in this format, please let us know. Uh, there's uh, contact info uh, f- following the end of this podcast. But uh, thanks, Darren, for sharing with us Digital Pathways. I'm Tim Beadle, and this has been another episode of Disciple Making. Please join us again. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to imakedisciples.com or christfollowerdna.com. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.